0: All you need to know about the Colts in one place. The Colts Daily Update starts now. Here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Colts Daily Update is back on this wet and rainy Tuesday, but it's still good to be with you. Good evening, I'm Matt Taylor, and also a good day for the Colts to have an off day, which was the case today. No practice, but the team will be back tomorrow and Thursday at Grand Park in Westfield, the site of Colts training camp. Brought to you by and Fire and Security. Both of those practices coming up will run from noon until roughly 1.30. And as always, they're free and open to the public. We'd love to see you up there for all the information on camp, including practice times. And now until the end of the month, and to download your free ticket ahead of time, head to colts.com slash camp. Friday's going to be an off day for the Colts as well. That'll be a walk-through day in the morning, and then a travel day to head to Buffalo as the team will play the Buffalo Bills on Saturday with the kickoff set for four o'clock. And you can hear it right here on the home of the Colts, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fam. Practice on Sunday and Monday they were smoking hot. The team practiced in full pads. On both days, got in a lot of good work, but it's been the defense that has shined the last few opportunities. They forced the Colts offense into some mistakes, uh, some miscommunication, some drop passes, and the defense has also held their own in red zone periods and simulated four-minute and two-minute end-of-half and end-of-game periods as well. Matt Ryan, he's looked very sharp in camp, but he did throw his first couple of interceptions of camp during 11-on-11 portions on Monday. So it's becoming clear that the Colts defense has a chance to be a very, very good unit because you've got – Returning players like Kenny Moore, DeForest Buckner, Julian Blackman is back to health. The rise of Quiddy Pay going into year number two. Shaquille Leonard when he gets back on the field. Bobby O'Carey. You couple those guys with fresh faces that have played at high levels elsewhere. Unique Ngakwe, his 55 and a half career sacks. Stephon Gilmore, one of the best cornerbacks of the last five years in the NFL. Brandon Faison who knows the Gus Bradley defense better than just about anybody. You've got all of that together, and this Colts defense is looking very strong with really no glaring weaknesses going into the season. And defensive coordinator Gus Bradley talked about what he likes most about his new job in Indianapolis guiding this group.
1: Well, it's such a great veteran group, and their football IQ is really high. So – you know, when you tell them things and you share some things with them, they pick up on it really quick. And what you hope is that they understand the defense so well that it turns into where it's their personality. But they have to understand the defense real well, and that takes time. But you feel it already, you know, where they're kind of putting their own turn on it, their own, bringing their own personality to it, and that's what you kind of hope.
0: That personality on defense being shaped by Stephon Gilmore. Like we said, he picked off Matt Ryan in practice the other day during a seven-on-seven drill and just continues to look smooth, comfortable, in control. And his resume it's hard to top. Two-time first-team All-Pro, five Pro Bowls, a Super Bowl championship with the Patriots, the 2019 uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And Matt Ryan talked about why the Colts' offense is so lucky to face a great cornerback like Stephon Gilmore in practice every day.
1: He's good. You know, he, he really is. And uh, he's got excellent pattern recognition, you know, um, really good savvy, good ball skills. Uh, he's talented. And, and he's one of those guys who, who sometimes – you know, can put a seed of doubt, you know, in your mind uh, of, of what he's going to do. Is he going to break on something? Is he going to, you know, kind of give you something? So um, with guys like that, you know, I've played against a lot of them in my career. You have to be really accurate and you, and you have to make good decisions, um, but it's going to force us to get better. I mean, it, it really is. And, and that's really good work for our wide receivers. It's really good work for me. You know, honestly, uh, going against, you know, good players
0: all the time sharpens, you know, your skills and, Uh, We're we're certainly fortunate, you know, to have him here. That's Matt Ryan, who's trying to get in as much time on the field as possible with skill player teammates before the regular season. That includes preseason games. And obviously, it's always a debate this time of year on how much frontline players need to play heading into the regular season. Do they need to play to work on timing and scheme mastery in a live game setting? Or is that just risking injury during a meaningless exhibition game? So long as preseason football exists, we're going to have these conversations. But Matt Ryan hasn't played in a preseason game since 2019, and he's on a new team for the first time in 15 years. Brand new teammates all around him. So what does he want to accomplish in the preseason?
1: Honestly, I've always felt like it was important, um, you know, and and you know, different coaches and, and different years um have different points of emphasis but you know I've always felt like there's a lot of work that gets done this time of the year some of it in games some of it in practices and um you know so I I don't really think my approach has changed all that much you know throughout my career do you want to play in the preseason I've always liked you know getting out there getting some reps and and doing those kind of things but that's not my call that's up to you know Frank and Chris and uh they've got to determine you know what's what's best for the team so last year was kind of odd not playing preseason? Yeah. Um I mean we the last two years have been odd. I mean, you know, the year before that we had no preseason games too, so
0: Yeah, 2020 wiped out the entire preseason, obviously, due to the pandemic. Last year was the first year the NFL moved from four preseason games to three to make way for a 17-game regular season schedule. So we'll see how the playing time is divvied up coming up on Saturday. We'll also see what kind of playing time is in store for the guys on defense, like those new front-line players and unique Ngakwe. He has looked incredible so far in training camp. His work ethic, his intensity – the speed in practice, it's all undeniable. He's one of the best defensive ends in football since he broke into the league in 2016. In that time, he's eighth in sacks, second in quarterback pressures, and the Colts know him well. They have played against him in Jacksonville, in Baltimore, in Las Vegas, and now he's a Colt thanks to an offseason trade, and he's rubbing off on the entire team. And second-year player Quiddy Pay. He's one of those guys benefiting from Ngakwe's presence and experience now on defense.
1: Works really hard, you know, just how he approaches the game. Um, he hates losing. And, and the one-on-ones, you know, when he kind of gets stuck or whatever, he kind of takes it personal. But that's good to see a guy that hates losing because that's a guy that you want on your team. If you have a guy that's just okay, you know, if he loses a rep, he's just like, ah, oh, whatever, that's not the guy you really want to go into war with because
0: when it really gets tough, you know, you can't depend on guys like that, but to have Jan on our on our side is is great. That's Quiddy Pay on Unique Ngakwe on the field. Maybe one of the best stories of camp so far is happening off the field with Ngakwe. He's becoming a fan favorite in short order because of his infectious attitude and community work. He's already been everywhere in the Indianapolis community so far. And last week he took to Twitter to implore local teachers to post links to their Amazon wish lists of school supplies so that he could help donate. And as of yesterday, he had fulfilled 31 wish lists and plans to continue until he reaches the number 91. That's his jersey number. Over 850 teachers initially replied to the tweet and Ngakwe has experience being in a classroom that needed supplies, and that made his want to help out pretty clear.
1: It felt awesome, uh, you know, being a guy that had to, like, rotate uh, two uh, school uniform pants and, like, one T-shirt every every day. It just makes a, a huge impact in my life to be able to give back to kids. that's, you know, uh, going through similar backgrounds. And like I just told somebody earlier, like, teachers are – one of the biggest superheroes we have in this country. And they can chip into their own pocket to make sure that guys coming from a similar background has food, has extra things to learn, uh, gain knowledge. So it's just... I'm just super excited about
0: it. Again, that's unique in Ngakwe. That's his latest move to connect with the Central Indiana community, and he says he feels at home for a player who has changed teams four different times the last couple of years. All right, to close out, I want to talk about one of the bright spots of camp on offense. That's Drew Ogletree, the tight end drafted in the sixth round out of Youngstown State. What a cool story he has. Stayed in college six years at two small schools, played three years at NCAA Division II Finley, before sitting out a transfer year in 2019 finished out his career 2 years at Youngstown State in only his final season did he spend time at tight end with the majority of his career playing the wide receiver spot and you wouldn't know that he's only been a tight end for a short time he's grasping the offense he's incredibly athletic he's huge he's 6 foot 7 260 he's mixing in with the first team the second team on offense and practice and frank reich was asked if ogletree is having as good of a camp as it appears
1: i think he is i mean i think drew has come in and what was evident right away was it seemed just seemed like he knew what he was doing right away he
0: doesn't seem-
1: Right. There there was never any ramp up time. It just seemed like he fit in right from the start. So now the challenge is, you know, to keep getting better from here. You know, you come in, you handle it the right way. You look like you belong, but now you got to keep getting better because and play winning football, not just play good football. And uh, I think Drew Drew is showing that, and I'm really happy he's here.
0: Indeed, he's been a big pleasant surprise, and again, he's a big guy in a big tight end room with Jelani Woods, Mo Cox, Kylan Granson. But here's Ogletree on loving to play to his strengths as a player now at tight end.
1: Oh, no, for sure, because being switching from receiver to tight end, you know, I was always a big receiver. I weighed about 225, 230, so I was always bigger than the DBs, and now that I weigh 260 plus, you know, it's a real real advantage for me and disadvantage for them because I got the size. I got, I say I got some speed and I can jump. So, I mean, putting
0: them all together, you got a pretty good player. <laughs> That's rookie tight end Drew Ogletree, and we'll see him back on the practice field tomorrow when the Colts return to work. Practice tomorrow runs from 12 to 1.30 at Grand Park. Head to colts.com slash camp to download your free ticket and hope to see you there. Instant replay is coming up next. I'm Matt Taylor, and this has been the Colts Daily Update. You're on 93.5 and 107.5 the fan.